Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, everybody ready to go. Back to Chris with more of The Other Side of the Glass with Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's a Queen's thing, baby. I'm Halfway home with you here on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Chris Thomas taking you up until 7 o'clock this evening. That's when the Hawks pregame comes your way with Mike Conti and, of course, Steve Bang Holman on the call as they take on the Wiz after dropping another game last night to the Indiana Pacers. But right now we got to continue the football conversation as Cleveland and Houston's underway. Houston has a 3-0 lead. That game is on our sister station W-A-O-K. Let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline. Welcome in our buddy Joe DeLeon from the Believe Podcast Network covering the college and the pro game. Joe, how are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. It's uh, It's been a really wild week considering we're only a week removed from college football. I mean, there, there's been so much that's happened. Yeah, absolutely. And why don't we start right there? What was your level of surprise when you heard the news that Nick Saban stepped down? Oh, I was shocked. I think uh, like most of the rest of the college football world, I was very surprised. I would have thought there maybe would have been some sort of an indication that Nick Saban was going to step down uh, during this season. And it felt like maybe we were used to that level of procedure based on what happened with Mike Krzyzewski and Duke, but we didn't get any of that. We, you know, he just announced he was retiring and then the, you know, the chaos broke and we were all speculating on who was going to be that next head coach, but it was, it was definitely surprising. It didn't seem like anybody had any inkling of a feeling that something like that was going to happen. Do you feel like, Joe, that Kalen DeBoer has enough gravitas as a head coach to take over that prestigious position? I think so. And I think that you have to look at his level of success uh, in the very short period of time that he's been a head coach at multiple levels and at the FBS and particularly the P5 level. He has taken and stepped into multiple instances, particularly at Fresno State in Washington, and immediately elevated the level of play within his first season and then in the second season of all of those jobs, turned them into really good, competitive, explosive offenses. In terms of on-field coaching, Kalen DeBoer is one of the brightest minds in college football, and we saw the way that he was able to impact and improve uh the production of guys like Roma Dunze and Michael Penix and his development for those offensive guys turning quality players into eventual first round picks is very noteworthy for what he can do at Alabama. The one thing that I have legitimate pause for though, 
with Kalen DeBoer. I'm not worried about how he's going to prepare his team uh, to play on Saturdays. I'm worried about how he's going to recruit because he hasn't been a head coach at the P5 level for long enough to, one, know how good of a recruiter he is in the long term. But, two, this past year, they were in the national championship, and Washington finished in the 30s on most websites in terms of team rankings for recruiting. So that's a concern that they were so good this year. They were so nationally talked about. They had a Heisman Trophy finalist, and they finished so far behind in recruiting. So I would hope to see um, that he puts together a really good coaching staff and doesn't just bring over the guys from Washington, puts together a staff of as many SEC coaches as possible that are familiar with the region and know how to recruit the region to help them hit the ground running. Joe, do you think there's a natural fit to replace him at Washington? I think that the two that make the most sense at Washington right now are either his offensive coordinator, Ryan Grubb, that the administration would say, you know what, he was a big reason why this team was so good this year and he helped Michael Penix improve tremendously. We want to keep things going, kind of like with Oregon State uh, when Jonathan Smith left, that they promoted their defensive coordinator to take over. They would want to keep that momentum rolling with the, uh, with the program and see how many of the current coaches that they could keep in place. The other that I think would be a best-case scenario is if they pulled Jed Fish from Arizona that just turned Arizona into one of the better teams in the final year of the Pac-12 and going into the Big 12 next year are going to be the favorite, taking a bunch of unexpected, you know, low-profile players and turning them into high-impact players. Jed Fish is a great coach, and the biggest thing here, they're in a bit of a financial mess that they're dealing with just as an administration and as a university. So whatever money they offer them, uh, they're probably not going to be able to counter whatever contract Washington comes to the table with. Talking all things NFL and college ball with our buddy Joe DeLeon. Check him out on the Believe Podcast Network. All right, so when it comes here locally, Joe, to Georgia, they already poached one of Alabama's top assistant coaches. He's going to uh, coach some defensive backs and be an associate head coach as Will Muschamp is going to take more of an advisory role. But this is my question. Do you feel like now there's – more pressure on Kirby Smart and Georgia to win another title because Saban's not in the way? Uh, if anything, I think there's there's less pressure. I, I understand the angle that you're taking there, but um, that was really the only path of resistance for Kirby Smart over the past few years. Alabama felt like they were the only hurdle that stepped in the way. They always challenged them in the SEC championship game and then eventually in the national title game multiple times they stole some of those opportunities from them especially this past year where it felt like georgia was as unstoppable offensively as they've ever been and they still fell short uh, against alabama because alabama and nick saban always found ways to beat kirby smart in those situations when even though their roster was not as good as georgia's so right now there, there aren't any coaches that have such an easy time causing problems for kirby smart and i know that there are a lot of good football programs in the SEC going into 2024, Steve Sarkeesian leading Texas, Brian Kelly leading LSU, Oklahoma is progressing and could look competitive. So many good teams in the SEC, but Georgia is now in a position where they're not going to be uh, challenged by Alabama like they've been, it feels like, every single season over the past five years. All right, Joe, to the NFL now here locally in Atlanta. Every rumor starts and stops with Bill Belichick and the Atlanta Falcons. How do you see that fit? if it were to happen? 
Yeah, I, I, I don't mind the fit. I feel as though Belichick makes a little bit more sense going to a team that he feels can get them into a win-now position. And I think that the Falcons, not that they can't be competitive in 2024 and beyond, they still need a little bit of work. And the biggest, biggest issue is that they're going to need to try to draft a quarterback early or to bring in a young quarterback if that's Justin Fields or maybe they try to go after Daniel Jones. They have to figure out and develop the young talent on their offense, and it might take them some time. We know that Bill Belichick is a good coach. Uh, we know that he is a, a, a brilliant defensive mind, but part of me wonders if he's going to be eyeing an opportunity that is a little bit more readily prepared to win, um, you know, than the Atlanta Falcons are at this moment. All right, so then that leaves the Atlanta Falcons potentially to bring in somebody else, and the guy that I've been stomping for, Joe, is Mike Vrabel. I think if he comes to Atlanta with the attitude that he has, with the way that he feels about being let go in Tennessee at a sort of a new start here in Atlanta. And with the way that the season ended here, getting trounced by the bears and the saints, I just think his energy here in Atlanta would be perfect as he tries to establish that physical dominant alpha nature he did in Tennessee. Yeah, I really like that. And I always point to that when a coach is fired and a team is looking for a new head coach that they typically go in the opposite direction of who their previous head coach was. So they just had, an offensive-minded guy who at one point was lauded as being one of the more creative offensive coordinators in the NFL. And, you know, things obviously didn't really work for Arthur Smith, but the transition then is maybe going for a more players coach type of a guy that is, um, you know, very physical like you're talking about. I think that Mike Rabel would be perfect for building up the foundation for the Atlanta Falcons. He's got familiarity having coached in the South already so that that works as well. They right now just need somebody to set the tone and start to build this, this, uh, this foundation for this team because it felt like they were very directionless over the past couple of years. And I think the biggest part, too, is that there's not as much risk. Risk isn't the right word. It's a little bit, a little bit more of a sure thing knowing that you've got a guy who's been successful and won playoff games and reached the playoffs instead of taking another chance on a coordinator that has not been a head coach before. The other guy that's making all the headlines is Jim Harbaugh, of course. Do you see him going to the NFL, and where do you see him winding up? Uh, it feels like he's going to end up with the Chargers, it seems like. And I think uh, it was either Rappaport or Tom Pelissero who just reported that uh, he's going to have a meeting with the Chargers. I, it feels like that is the direction that's trending in. And if you're Harbaugh and you're looking for that, the best opportunity, the Chargers are that best opportunity. They've got a lot of young pieces. Justin Herbert is a tremendous talent at quarterback, and they just need to fill a couple of holes. And I think that Jim Harbaugh wants to look for his opportunity to, to win a Super Bowl within the next couple of years, next five or so years, and the Chargers can give him that. Talking with Joe DeLeon of the Believe Podcast Network. Check him out covering both the NFL and the college game. All right, so when it comes to the on-field action this weekend, do you think that there's a shot that Miami could go into Kansas City tonight and uh, do the impossible in the impossible conditions. <laughs> Man, that is a, a tough task, and I do not envy them for having to try and play in those, you know, those conditions. I think it was minus five was the last measured temperature that they had. That, that is absolutely horrific. I, I want to go as far as to say I don't think that they're going to get the job done. I don't think they're going to win that football game. And a lot of times 
you can point to so many examples in the history of football. One thing that has consistently slowed down the fastest teams in the sport is cold weather. It is so much harder to move the ball and get the ball downfield and just to be able to throw the ball with consistency and consistent velocity and precision the way that that offense needs. I think that the, the weather could really slow down um, the, the, the Dolphins in this situation. And on top of that, Kansas City's used to it. Kansas City knows what they're getting themselves into. They've played in plenty of cold playoff games. If we're going to have to pick a team based on the weather, I'm going with the Chiefs, and I think that they beat the Dolphins. The game I'm actually most excited about is the Stafford Golf Revenge Bowl. Who do you see having the edge in that one? Yeah, that's going to be very exciting because the Rams right now are one of the hotter teams. But I think if you just look at the Rams' success has been driven by a lot of young football players. And while that's great in the regular season, that lack of experience shows up in the playoffs often. And I think that the Lions have developed and grown uh, and have been through so much adversity over the past few years under Dan Campbell that they're prepared for this. They're prepared for this opportunity. And they're not trying to get revenge on, on Matthew Stafford, but they're the most ready for this situation compared to the Rams. The Rams could be good and consistently be back in the playoffs in the next few years because of this young core, but because of this difficult circumstance of it being a lot of those guys' first playoff opportunity, it could be an uphill battle for them to climb. Is this, Joe, the year, finally, that the Dallas Cowboys break through? <laughs> it, it feels like it, but at the same time, why do I feel like we're going to end up with uh, with them losing to the 49ers uh, in you know in a few weeks when they have to face off with them? It just it just seems like that's what this has turned into in the history of college football or uh, in the uh, history of the NFL and also the past five years, four years that they keep playing each other. I would like to say that this is the best year for them to do it because their roster is the best that it's been, and it's actually playing cohesively for once. But at the same time, for whatever reason, they cannot figure out how to beat San Francisco. All right, Joe, last one. Right now, if I gave you Ravens versus 49ers for the Super Bowl or the field, what are you taking? Oh, I'm taking Ravens versus 49ers. That one makes the most sense to me. And I, I look at the fact that the Ravens, defensively are just a, a perfect unit for what John Harbaugh has needed in all of these tremendous athletes that are playing so well together. They are unstoppable to get past, but offensively they're playing great. The running back position has obviously been banged up, but the fact that they're getting Mark Andrews back potentially very soon, I don't know what his level of health is, but to be getting him back is going to be so huge for that offense to take a next step. And the 49ers, as we know, they're just so creative offensively. And assuming that they don't run into the massive hurdle that they had last year where Brock Purdy goes down late with the injury, they're in a much better position at the backup position with Sam Darnold if they do encounter something like that. So I absolutely think that it will be the 49ers versus the Ravens. All right, Joe, appreciate the time as always. Check them out on the Believe Podcast Network covering college and pro ball. Joe, thanks. We'll talk again soon. Enjoy the football. Of course, thanks for having me. All right, Joe DeLeon there. All right, when we get back, you know if I'm on the air, it's coming. Hopefully your favorite segment and mine too. I hope so. I didn't want to say, I was about to say definitively, but hey, you never know. Maybe some of you guys like true false. Some of you guys like stock up, stock down. You know, maybe when I take phone calls or maybe when it's just me spitting facts. Well, sometimes, anyway. 
All right, when we get back, producer six-pack coming your way. Dom's got four sports questions, two lifestyle questions. Anything goes. We'll see what he's got when we get back. Sports Radio, 929 The Game, Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's a new age. It's a huge new development. Again, it's not rocket science. Back to more of The Other Side of the Glass. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? Uh, Got a good game going on right now. Texas <laughs> and Browns doing battle. Browns just went up uh, 14-10. Joe Flacco continues to play really well, revitalizing his career in Cleveland. That's what the Jets will do to you. You go to the Jets, your career dies, and then you go somewhere else, and you're right back on track where you need to be. <laughs> Seen it happen every single year of my 32 years on this planet as a Jets fan. So am I surprised by this? Not at all. Not at all. All right, we'll take some more of your phone calls coming up in about 15 minutes. The question's pretty simple, guys. Who's your coach? Who's your quarterback? For me, the answer is A, B, B. Anybody but Belichick, I don't want it. I don't need it. I don't want to have it. He comes in here. You start off slow. He gets all grumpy, low energy, gray cloud, the hoodie up, the whole thing. That's not what the Falcons need. That's not what the Falcons need. You saw the way the season ended. Pretty bad, right? That's how it's going to look if Bill Belichick comes in here and the Falcons don't have immediate success. Give me Mike Vrabel. Comes in here, fire under his patoot. After what happened in Tennessee, comes in here, rip-roaring and ready to go. Establishes that alpha-dominant culture, which I think the Falcons need desperately. Falcons are Falcons are a little on the softer side, not going to lie. when You don't think of them, they run the ball well, but I don't think of them as a mauling team. I don't think of them as, like, the Steelers back in the day with Jerome Bettis. Just get in your face, like... 
it Tyler Algier is like that personally as a running back, but to me, that's not the identity of the team. Vrabel comes in here, that's what you're doing, baby, and that's what I want to see. And then quarterback, you draft Jane Daniels. It's simple. I don't care what it costs. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You can't screw it up. Don't get Ryan Tannehill. Don't get Kirk Cousins. Get me out of here with that. No Justin Fields. That's not going to work either. Give me Jane Daniels. So coming up in about 10, 15 minutes from now, we'll open up the phone lines. Once again, we've had great phone calls all show long, so it's up to you guys out there to keep it going. But right now, we got to hit the producer six-pack, baby. Time for the producer six-pack on the other side of the glass. Six questions. Six questions. Six chances to produce greatness. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. All righty. So, Chris Thomas, I have six questions for you today, sir. I'd hope so. And we're going to start, actually, with a conversation that you were just having with Joe DeLeon. And my question to you, it's kind of one that you asked, Joe, how long does Kalen DeBoer get in Alabama? Well, what's the cliche? You never want to be the guy after the guy. You want to be the guy that That replaces the guy that that replaced the guy. Exactly. Um, How, like, realistic, like, let's say, like, five years from now. No, it'll be before that. So, I would say, but, like, what does he have? Like, he has to deliver a national If they lose a combined... mm, what should be the number? Six games over the first two years he could be gone? I don't You think, yeah, I would say first two years if he has three lost seasons. Each? Each, yeah, yeah in his first or two years. Or one, yeah. or God forbid, a two and a four. What if, let's say that, like, Bama's still good, but they're not winning titles. Like, that's, I guess, more so my question. How long can he go in Bama without winning a title? How long has it been since they won their last one? When was that? 20... 20- 19? Yeah, I would say it would be 2019. 2019, somewhere along along then. So we're going, so it'll have been, what, this will be the fourth or the fifth year since Mm -hmm. they've won a title? Yep. Mm, You start creeping towards double digits now. Because then the narrative starts, Alabama's falling off, Mm -hmm. it's not the same. Mm -hmm. Without Saban, they lost all their luster. Then you're in some bad territory there. Um, so I'm going to say if you get close to the double-digit year mark without Alabama winning a title, his seat will be hotter than anything. Did you bet on the Texans? Why are you rooting for them? No, I don't want the Browns to win. Who cares about the – why are you worried about the I'm Browns? I'm a Steeler fan. Yeah, but why are you worried about the Browns? I wish no happiness or anything on any of my division rifles. Nah, you're punching <laughs> down, man. You're a Steelers fan. You can't be worried It'll about be what the, the sa- Browns do. It'll be the same way when the Ravens play next week. I'll be w- hoping on their demise. Yeah, but the Ravens <laughs> are at least healthy competition for you. The Browns? Have you seen the way the Steelers look these past few years? Yeah, but that's like me uh, <laughs> growing up a Yankees fan worrying about what the Orioles do now. Like, yeah. I don't care. Like, you still don't want to see like, them win. Yeah, but like, what? I, like, you know, for, for 25 Listen. straight years, we Listen, did nothing but the kick their butts. And exactly. And the hate is still the same. Uh, the hate is still the yeah, same. Fair enough. All right, next question. Next question. All righty. So let's talk about the Falcons here really quickly. And it's a question that. I kind of wanted to get into earlier. I thought you might get into it uh, when you mentioned that Ritter could be back here. But my question, is it more than likely that both Ritter and Heineke are here next season or neither 
are here next season. Oh, neither, because there's zero shot Heineke's going to be here. Mm. I I think they did they sign him to a two year deal. I'll double check. Yeah, I think they might have. Um, but they're going to have to find a way to get out of that because unless he's the third string emergency quarterback, unless they bring somebody in, make Ritter the backup, and then Heineke's the emergency third string quarterback all season long, and he would have to be okay with that, I guess. Yeah. Um, I was say he signed a two year yeah, deal. Yeah, two year deal. Yeah. That's what I thought. What is he making? About eight, nine a year? Um, let's see. It's a two year, $14 million contract. So about four of it was what? Six guaranteed. So. He's probably only got about a few million that are actually guaranteed of it left. I would flush that. I mean, he was awful. He was really bad. And he got hurt. I mean, yeah. like he he provides no value to this team right now. So I'm going to say it's easily – that's an easy one to answer. It's neither. It's neither. Just for the simple fact that Taylor Heineke will definitely not be on no the team shot. next year. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Next question. All righty. So – Looking back here, we were talking about the Hawks, and there's two questions, actually, that I have about the Hawks here. Oh, boy. We'll get into the first one. Should the Hawks be buyers or sellers come trade deadline? Blow it up. Blow it up. Blow it up. This ain't working, babe. Sorry. Blow it up. You build around Trey and uh, Jalen Johnson. Everybody else can go. (laughs) Fire sale! Okay. Ding, 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 ding. Everything must go. Yeah. I'm happy we are on the same page because I literally was talking about this the other day, like, as I was in here listening to the game and working the game and everything, and I was like, everyone not named Trey Young and Jalen Johnson is available. Who has, I mean, Bogey, I guess, but. Even Bogey. Even Bogey. I mean, even Bogey, because he's probably somebody you could actually get a lot back for. Yeah. So at this point, like, <laughs> if I put up a poll right now and said, what percentage of you believe the Hawks will turn it around and what percentage percentage of you believe they'll finish outside of the play-in tournament? I think it would be 100% to zero yeah. that they'd finish outside the yeah, play-in tournament. absolutely. But, and this is why I'm frustrated, and this is why I'm kind of being snarky about it. Because in the offseason, they didn't do anything. Nothing. They did nothing. Not only did they do nothing, they subtracted. So, yeah, Jalen mm-hmm. Johnson slid in to John Collins' role on the starting lineup. But what about the bench depth? All right, let me ask you this. Do the Hawks have the worst bench in the NBA? They might. They might. <laughs> they, have, they essentially have one playable player. I mean, are you going to say Seth Lundy is the second coming now? You know, F- F- Trent Forrest. I mean, <laughs> Wesley Matthews at 100 years old. Yeah. What are we talking about here? I think they might have the worst bench in the NBA. It's I mean, very, so very what? And we, but, but what I was saying is, is that, Dom, we knew this. This is not news. This didn't take, this should not. <clears throat> Excuse me. Take anyone by surprise. You know what it is. It's it's one thing to know that it's going to be bad, but it's another thing to like actually live through it. Yeah, but like, all right. If you if you you know if you weigh four hundred pounds and you're trying to walk ten miles, yeah, you know you can envision how bad it's going to be, but you know it's going to be awful. Like, yeah. and you know yeah. that it's yeah. not going to produce good results. You know, you're more likely to have a heart attack than finish the, <laughs> than get to mile 10. The Hawks are more likely to finish outside of the play-in than they are to make the playoffs because 
They didn't do anything in the offseason to address their needs. They're, if not the worst defensive team in the NBA, they got to be top three or bottom three in the NBA. They give up 130 points a game. They don't play any defense. Trey has been great this season, but it's either him or DJ is off every other night. Like yeah. there there's rarely a game that they're on together and you're basically relying on a two man, a, a one and a half man game or a two and a half man game. Every single night you get a good performance from either Trey mm-hmm. and Jalen or DJ and Jalen. Yeah. And then everything else is a crapshoot. bogey, like four out of five games is pretty good off the bench. Yeah, that's it. That's what you got for the <laughs> entire it. franchise. That's it. Alrighty, so this last one, I just want to talk about the coaching carousel that's going on uh, here. So let's just have a little bit of fun with these last few minutes. All right, so obviously, let's just go ahead and let's just do a little bit of prediction, prediction, and also just where we kind of feel guys fit best. So obviously, you and I are both in agreement of Mike Vrabel in Atlanta. Yep. Right. So, where do you think the best fit for Bill Belichick would be? Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, all right. So let's run through the vacancies right now. Vegas, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chargers, I think that might be the yep. answer. Uh, Washington, no. They're too far away. Atlanta, I'm gonna do my John Fricky here. <laughs> uh, I guess. Uh, Carolina, no. Um, what are the other? Uh, what other openings am I missing? Right um, now? Tennessee. Tennessee, no. Um. Yeah, I mean, probably the Chargers. I guess. Char- because, but the ironic thing is that's also the best landing spot for Harbaugh too. So that's what I was gonna say is that if you're the Chargers, you have a very interesting decision to make because for me, I thought Harbaugh. The two places that I thought Harbaugh would look at most would be the Raiders, and then I thought the Bears would fire. Oh, oh no, 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 no! Oh, Dom, my friend, it's not an interesting. It's not an interesting decision at all. You cut a blank check for Harbaugh and you get him in there. That, that, I don't. I don't want Bill Belichick like at all. Well, you like, don't. Like, you for don't. For any think, of these things, well, like so. It's here's just, the thing, though. Like if you're no. the if you're the Chargers, I think the for a team that has continuously found new ways to lose games for the better part of the last decade, having someone who, like the the greatest coach of all time, can come in there fundamentals, teach guys what it means to be a professional. I feel like he's the type that would fit perfectly because I think they need someone that has that type of leadership style that's a very that's very authoritarian, you know, militaristic type deal. That's why I think he works best with the Chargers. That's fine, but I'd still take Harbaugh over him. Like if if I had the choice. Okay. That's and, it, fair. and it's not close. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean I I just think Belichick's done. I just I He's not going to go to an organization and just play nice. Like he's he's not. And that's the and that is the one thing that I am worried about with Belichick is are you okay cuz I think Belichick the coach is still good. I think Belichick the GM has been the issue. The defensive coach is still good. Let's be very clear about mm. that. Their defenses have been pretty good. Their offense has been like historically awful. Yeah. All right, when we come back, if you didn't get in before, we'll do it one more time during the show. 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. Who's your coach? Who's your quarterback? I want Mike Vrabel and I want Jaden Daniels. No Bill Belichick, no Justin Fields, none of that stuff. 404-726-0929. Who's your coach? Who's your quarterback? Your phone calls when we get back. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game and on the Odyssey app. 
Please, Sam. This is not a joke. No. Back with more of The Other Side of the Glass. All right, I get it. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The Falcons hire the right coach and get the right quarterback. They could be tipping on faux foes, Dom. I'm telling you right now. They could be, but they can't screw it up. No Bill Belichick. ABB, anybody but Bill Belichick, man. I don't want that curmudgeon anywhere near this franchise, especially if they start off with a losing record. All right, 404-726-0929. Been talking to you guys and gals all afternoon right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Who is your coach and who is your QB? Let's start with Jonathan Peachtree Corners. Jonathan. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up, man? Hey, uh, well, a couple of things. First, I'm a University of Alabama grad. The last time that we won a national championship was back in 2021, so maybe only you know, two or three years ago, three years ago, I guess, at this point. Um, so just a quick correction on that. Um, on the coach there, the new coach, a lot of things sound good. I think he's going to get support from Saban, which is going to help a lot. So he might, I think he'll be more successful than people think. I think he's a good coach. I think he's going to get a lot of support from, the, you know, Saban being there, helping them recruiting. It seems like he's going to embrace that, which is smart. He's not letting his ego get in the way. Uh, so just wanted to add to that. On the coaching things as far as the Falcons, I'm a Falcons fan too as well. Um, to me, Mike Vrabel from the Titans makes no sense. Unsuccessful he was. Um, you know, if you look at some of the, the coaches that have been successful in, in the NFL, winning championships, they're guys who came from the college ranks or they've been coordinators outside of Andy Reid. Uh, hang on, I'll let you. Get, fi- I'll let you finish. But why? Why do you just dismiss Rabel right off the jump like that? What's well, your I mean, reason? I just think that you know you had a, he had incredible talent. I mean, you had one of the you know, one of my love, you know, one of the best running backs to ever play running back in the NFL. Probably, and know, the Falcons um, have a guy named Bajan Robinson and Tyler Algier. No, no, I don't understand that. But, I mean, at the same time, that's still going to have the same kind of impact or, or you know, carry the rock as many times. You can't really argue that, right, as far as what he's been able to do. Um, so, I'm, I'm not 100% against baseball, but I just wanted to mention that, too. I mean, getting the fresh blood, there's a lot of coordinators that's been out there the enemy's been out there for a long time. Give him a shot. Um, you know, maybe some other guys. I think that's part of the problem with the NFL. You just recycle these coaches, and they don't, you know, you, you're, you know, basically surprised at the result. They weren't successful where they were before. What makes you think they're going to be surprised here? Andy Reese is the only guy that I know that basically, basically was able to put it together later in his career. But he wanted a few that's been able to do that. Can't really argue All right, that. Jonathan, I appreciate the phone call, but I, I couldn't disagree more. My, later in his career, Mike Vrabel's like 45 years old. so He's not later in his career. Right, so here's what I will say about, about that, Jonathan, because I do think he's making a good point where too many times you see coaches just get retread. Like, how many times did we, did we see Jeff Fisher continue to get jobs? Yeah, that's all he fine, but he Mike Vrabel's been a head coach once. Right, so that's why I was saying Mike Vrabel's a bad example. I get the point he's trying to make. Vrabel's a bad example of that because, in all honesty, the, the Titans failed as of recently because they didn't have a good enough talent on that roster. So, like, yeah, it's, it's, I'm not, like, I don't put the failures of Tennessee on. Vrabel. It's fine if you don't want them, Jonathan, but I need a better reason. Yeah, I need a better yeah. reason. I think you're using a bad and example. Even on the Alabama stuff, listen, if Kalen DeBoer has two, three 
subpar years, your boy's going to be. They're not. They're not going to stand for that. There. This is such a pivotal point in Alabama's history right now because you have recruiting ranks to upheld. You have standards Listen, to uphold for that let, organization. If he goes, God forbid, you know, three, four lost season in one of these first couple, he's done. I was going to say, let him go. Let him enter year three, and Bama still has not made it to at least a college football like playoff semifinal yeah final final, something like no forget it no so Jonathan I get you're trying to hype up your your boy over there as a new coach and that's all you can do so I get it but come on you gotta you gotta get with the times here 404-726-0929 ghost you're up next ghost hey how's it going what's up man all right hey uh like you said I do definitely agree definitely no bill bill strike that out um I don't mind the Ben Johnson and second, uh, Vable. But the thing about Vable, you bring him is is he he's good he's good with he's good with what Tennessee had, meaning Derrick Henry, and all that. Same like how they brought Arthur Smith. He was all this right, 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 Ghost. But but yeah, yeah, I know Derrick Henry's better individually right now. But you you have the same formula. You have Bijan and you have Algier, so it's the same thing. That's true. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, the same thing. And then the quarterback, again, like you said, you got to have the coach. We're going to have to have, we're going to pretty much have to have a quarterback. I mean, a coach first and then the quarterback. Yes. So I won't be mad if you did get variable and got Justin Fields. But again, like you also mentioned, you got one year for Justin Fields. If he does garbage or just basic average quarterback, that this next year, you got to pay him or whatever. Then you back. To square one yes. in, in 2026. Ghost, you understand. Thank you, Ghost. Great phone call. I appreciate it. You know exact. Ghost gets exactly what I've been talking about for weeks on this radio station. If you bring in Justin Fields and he doesn't play well, you are screwed. And you know what? If he comes here and he does play well, you're screwed even more because you will have to pay him and he has not earned it. Even if he's earned it, he hasn't earned it in terms of security, meaning he hasn't earned it enough to say that I have a track record. The back of my football card, when you look at my stats, say that I am a franchise quarterback. The timing does not work. If this was a year or two years ago, yes. Right now, no. Sorry. 404-726-0929. LeBron is in the ATL. LeBron. Yeah, I, I I don't understand what makes your opinion so valuable. Which coach we should get from Tennessee? Which we already bombed at. Well, I'm the one on the radio. Well, hang on, LeBron. Okay, it's yeah, because yeah, I'm the one on the radio talking. Nope, nope. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Nope. 
Nope, he can go. Next. Yeah, I mean, listen, guys, you can disagree. Like, if you want to disagree with me, that's why we're doing this. That's Don't what forget the, who the show you're calling. Yeah, that's to. the back and forth that I want to have. But, Ghost, you can't come on here and say that my opinion is invalid when you're calling into my show. You can disagree with my opinion, but you have to have reasons to factually back it up. You can't just come on here and say, hey, man, I'm just going to come on the air and disrespect you and say that your opinion is invalid. No, man, that's not how this works. This is a two-way street. We talk about the argument, and we try to come up with a resolution that works. Not you just come on here and dump on my opinion without having anything to back it up. That's just weak sauce, man. Come come stronger with that. 404-726-0929. Kevin's indicator. Kevin. Yeah, man, what's going on, fellas? What's up, Kevin? Yeah, man, why? I just want to ask a question. Y'all don't think... We can go with Byron Leftwich as a coach, and he get the new quarterback, Caleb Williams. He'll form a quarterback. He fresh off a Super Bowl. So why not bring in Byron Leftwich? You know what, Kevin? Thank you for the phone call. It's not an awful idea. I mean, he's he's proven to be a good offensive coordinator in this league. He made Baker Mayfield a competent quarterback this year when he wasn't. So Listen, listen. So, uh, well, Byron wasn't uh, in Tampa this year. It was – um. I can't remember who. The oh, did they let him go? Yeah, they did let him go. So here's so here's what I will say about Byron Leftwich because I've been calling for the Steelers to hire him. I think he kind Former of Steeler, right? Wasn't exactly. He, on the team? he got scapegoated because in the final year that he was there, the Buccaneers offense just kind of struggled. But oh, that's like, right. What's his name? Is but, the corner Canales? Yeah, is Canales. There now? Who, yeah, okay. That's yeah. right. But my thing is like I feel like people forget he had a Tom Brady who was 45 years old. You had an offensive line that lost two starters during that offseason and you had a Leonard Fournette who couldn't run anymore so like and by the way that offense still was good enough to get them to the postseason so I like Byron Leftwich as an offensive coordinator at the very least I don't know about giving him a head coaching job right off the bat but I do like his name being thrown around and I think it should be one that gets more uh recognition I don't know if he's anywhere where is he right he's now, he, he does he not have a job right now sitting on the sidelines yes yeah, bring him in. I mean, <laughs> like you I would. want to ring with Brady, right? I'd I mean, do it. I don't know. It, that's funny. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Dave uh, Dave Canales is there. Who actually, I believe, is getting some he's getting traction some head coaching for job. head coaching yeah, jobs as well. So, yeah, because he he was the one who was able to. I mean, Todd yeah. Munkin's getting interviewed. Like, listen, yeah, man, you come in here, I you would, have a good year. I wouldn't mind <laughs> Todd Munkin. I like because he's coming home. Yeah, he's coming back to the state that he was able to basically be a hero in for giving Stetson Bennett the opportunity to have the career that he had underneath his offense. So I wouldn't mind that. He's also, like, been around yeah, for a million yeah. years. This isn't like a Ben Johnson who's 38 years old mm-hmm. and being a first-time head coach. So I don't mind Todd Munkin in that respect. I don't mind By- Byron Leftwich. You know, listen, could it be worse than what <laughs> <laughs> like I, I hate to put question. it that bluntly. It's a fair question. Like, it just I've never seen a football season have so many catastrophic plays than yeah. the one that that yeah. just ended for the Atlanta Falcons. It's utterly amazing. All right, a couple more before we get out of here. John is in Lagrange. John, hey, what's going on? What's up, John? All right, you asked who I want as a head coach. Well, my guy is in the penalty box. You know, he, he had five for fighting or something. I don't know, but you're going to end up with either Harbaugh or Vrabel. I think Harbaugh is going to end up in, in San Diego or the LA. Well, wait, hold on, so, John. Who are you talking about? 
Oh, John Gruden. Oh, John Gruden. Well, you know, he may be going down to New Orleans. That's the word on the street is that they're looking to bring him in to help uh, fix Derek Carr out there in New Orleans. So you may uh, get your wish to see him at least in the division a couple of times a year. I mean, that, you know, we need a dude, and, and Mike Vrabel is the closest thing to that is, is out there. And we need a guy who's going to sit up before, change the culture. We're not going to have to trade up very far to get Jaden Daniels. You know, we may have to give up a one, maybe a three or a four, uh, along with our number one this year. So that's my guy. No, I hear you. Thank you, John, for the phone call. I appreciate it. I agree. Mike Rabel's the guy. It's pretty simple, man. He's going to come in here. He's going to establish a dominant alpha culture for the Atlanta Falcons, something that they did not have the past couple of seasons. Arthur Smith was a good, innovative coach at times, but he never was able to get the offense humming like it should be on a week-to-week basis. And then the defense we saw at the end of the season, it just collapsed. You can't have that happen. All right, one more before we go to break. Another John in Riverdale. John. Hey, man, what's going on? What's up, John? All right, I got a question. If Bravo is the coach, you bring in uh, Byron Leftwich as the offensive coordinator, and um, would that be a good combination? And my other question is, if Harbaugh comes to the NFL, do you think that he wants his college quarterback to possibly be his quarterback in the NFL? Ooh. I'm going to hang up and let you guys uh, tell me what you think. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. Uh, I'll answer the last one first. Um, God, I hope not for his sake. J.J. JJ McCarthy to me I, is nowhere yeah. near an NFL quarterback. If he is, you're going to have to do what the Jets didn't do with Zach Wilson and sit. He is not ready right now. Yeah. Sit his butt on the bench for years, plural to have him learn how to play football in the NFL. That kid is all just arm talent and foot ability and God-given athleticism. That dude is not cerebral processing defenses, like, you know, matriculating the ball down the field. He's there's all a, flash and big play. There's a reason for all his talent. Michigan's best games was when they decided, hey, to how literally about you not don't throw the ball, throw the ball yeah, like lit- But not even joking around. Like, literally. Literally, how about you just hand the ball off today? Every time. Please. For like an entire second half. That's all they did <laughs> in one of the games this season. And then uh, Leftwich, yeah, we were just talking about Leftwich. I I mistakenly thought he was still out there in Tampa Bay, yeah. but then I forgot that it was uh, Dave Canales who's out there doing a good job with Baker Mayfield, and they got a playoff game uh, mm-hmm. Monday night, I believe. So, listen, if that were to happen, Vrabel, you bring in Leftwich, you draft Jane Daniels, buckle up, baby. I'm all about that. Love it. All right, great job on the phones all day. I'm so, You guys are still calling in and – We'll take him if you got him, baby. 404-726-0929. When we get back, talk with our buddy Christopher Price from the Boston Globe and the Believe Network. You guys want the intel on Belichick? We'll get it straight from the horse's mouth when we get back. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.